Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How's it going? Uh, crazy busy, but good. How about you? Mine is self-induced busy. So it's kind of all stuff that I didn't really, I got all my work stuff done early today. So I've just been doing a lot of, you know, stuff I wanted to do. Been kind of nice. I like how you say self-induced busy because that's pretty much everything we do. (laughs) I've been reading this book, you know, I I keep referencing the way of the monk. And I, I think it's interesting. I keep coming back to it because there's so many parts of it where it's referencing choice. Like, yeah. It is all on us. There's nobody we can blame but ourselves. You know, we either we either choose to do it or we choose to say no. And we're really good at just doing it. You and I always say yes. Always. I, yeah. I woke up this morning at five and I was wide awake and I bought these um, pens that when you click the top, a light comes on so you can write in the dark. And, you know, I do my best writing first thing in the morning, but I never want to wake Edward up, which means I could get my ass out of bed and go somewhere else and write, but then it would wake him up if I get up. So anyway, this morning I woke up and I wrote like four pages of actually not crap. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, I'm excited about our topic today, talking about the sacral chakra. Yeah, I'm excited. Chakra number two. Yeah. I really like a lot. Um, this one I've spent a lot of work work on. And this chakra, the focal point, is the focal point of our emotions, our sexuality, and our creativity. It governs our sense of self-worth and how we relate to others and the confidence that we have in our creative selves. And so that's, I always feel like I've got to work on that sacral chakra when I'm doing my creative things and make sure that I'm firing that sacral chakra up. The color is burnt orange. The element is water. The location is in the low abdomen, low back, and the sex organs. Associated body parts are hip, our low back, the sex organs, the bladder, the kidneys. And I don't know, it's just, it's a chakra that I don't know that is unbalanced in me at all, but I do feel very drawn to keep it fired up all the time. Keep it active. Mm-hmm. The gemstones and the crystals associated with the chakra are moonstone, orange tourmaline, and tiger eye. The flower essences are basil, hibiscus, and lady slipper. Essential oils, jasmine, rose, Lang Lang, those are just the ones I chose. Some of the basic issues associated with this chakra are pleasure, sexuality, sensuality, emotions, intimacy, warmth, creativity, and confidence. So some of the major issues of an unbalanced sacral chakra are sexual problems or dysfunction, fear of intimacy, inability to feel pleasure, emotional repression, fear of change, or the inability to change. I think most all of us could relate to a lot of these. Guilt may become an overriding theme in the life of someone who has an unbalanced sacral chakra. We may experience either a lack of emotional energy or emotional explosiveness. So both ends of the the scale on the emotion and 
if you're unbalanced. Emotionally, you may be out of touch with your feelings, overly emotional or stoic, poor boundaries with other people, as well as poor emotional boundaries, overt sexuality, excessive attachment, frustration, and a, a tendency to be manipulative. Some of the physical issues, though, that can manifest if you are unbalanced in the sacral chakra are gynecological problems, impotence, frigidity, kidney, bladder, or urinary problems, a stiff low back, and low backache. Common addictions are sex, work, relationships, and food. And so those are all the negatives. Um, and I wouldn't say they're negatives. They're just things to be aware of. So I don't like to call it negatives, but things to be aware of. And if you notice that in yourself, you can always go, oh, well, let's check in with that sacral chakra. But when the sacral chakra is balanced, we do feel confident. We're able to relate to others in an op uh, open and friendly manner. We can freely process our emotions, allowing ourselves to find balance in our lives and appreciate the yin yang of our existence. We're adaptable. We are filled with creativity and we're tuned into life. I know as a writer, if if I'm really struggling with writer's block, I always go check out the sacral chakra and see what's going on and do some poses that will engage that. Some, some beneficial activities to help keep the uh, balance in the sacral chakra are getting a massage, you know, enjoying music taking a bubble bath and doing gentle yoga. I was looking around because, you know, we both like meditation a lot and we blab about it a lot. So I was looking around trying to find an easy meditation for the sacral chakra that I thought our listeners might want to try. And this one is so easy. This will help you balance and engage the sacral chakra. It's a satnam meditation. All you do is sit in a nice, comfortable position. You inhale and say sat to yourself and you exhale and say nom. And you continue to do this for about one to three minutes. So it doesn't take forever. And why am I telling you this? Because satnam means truth is my essence. And that's like, bam, sacral chakra in a nutshell. I love that. If you want to add a layer, when you're doing the inhale on the sat, draw the belly button towards the spine. So you like draw in the abs real tight, satnam, and let the belly out. So it's like, it's, um, it's a very kundalini practice. Mm -hmm. But by drawing in the belly, it's like doing like like an extended version of breath of fire. So it's like snapping the belly in, sat, mm -hmm. nam, sat, oh. nam. Yeah, really that cool. Next time. Now, of course, if our listeners could have seen that, they would have actually seen this sort of fun action. But <laughs> if our listeners could see a lot of things we do, I think they might, you know, turn us into a little comedy routine. <laughs> <laughs> a little curly and mo. <laughs> With that, let's see. The book that I tend to reference for these comments comes out of The Anatomy of the Spirit, which I know that you're familiar with because we used it in our 300-hour training uh, by Carolyn Miss, M-Y-S-S. So one of the things that you referenced is that importance of the yin-yang. And that's really cool that you brought that up because this chakra is sort of the center of our duality. This is where we start to process right from wrong, left from right, feminine versus masculine. This is where we we become, you know, aware of that spirituality versus energetics and the likes. This chakra actually really starts to develop somewhere around the age of seven or eight, even though most of us don't hit puberty until 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, right? But it does really start to develop the chakra itself 
at seven, eight, where they start to differentiate relationships and the depth of those relationships. As you said, this chakra governs our relationships also extends to like the control we need in those relationships and or where we reside, where our love of our job is, all of that resides in this chakra, who we're friends with, who we work well with, who and what we enjoy for entertainment. That's all founded in this chakra. And like you said, any sort of pains that we develop in the low back, the hips, those are relative to, we'll say, stagnation or blockages within the second chakra. But here's also where we we develop our identity. This is who we are, right? Where we are rooted in chakra one is based on the tribe to which we were born in, but where we grow out of is chakra two, and that's where we define our personality. Mm-hmm. And so it's also where our ego hangs out, yeah. right? It too is closely related to the third chakra, but it begins here in the second chakra. And this is where also we take on that role of becoming mate. Mm-hmm. If we enter into a relationship and then also with that is in that relationship, are we taking on the characteristics of our mate? And we all know people who have done this in that dating scene or in that married scene where they had this really lovely autonomous personality. And when they get involved with the person, they start to like take on those traits, right? And instead of maintaining that autonomous relationship, and it's not that you shouldn't find interest in what your mate does, but taking them on and losing the essence of you that was created out of that second chakra is going to create imbalances. There's got to be a way for you to come together and both enjoy each other's things. And in the long run, if you do lose yourself in a relationship, the relationship more than likely is kind of doomed. Yeah, it's really tricky because, yeah, you lose that sense of control. And when you lose that sense of control of who you are, you sort of feel like that second chakra isn't working quite so great. So part of that is losing control. It's also being controlled by another person that causes issues issues. Uh, Like you had suggested, this is where addictions form, because this is where our need to control ourselves comes from. Mm -hmm. This is also where any sexual violence or sexual trauma will reside, also where any broken heart will reside. And all of us has had a broken heart a time or two. Mm -hmm. This is also where we have our relationship to money in the second chakra. So those people who, like you, had suggested one of the things when it's out of balance is manipulative. Well, part of that can be money-related. And then also, this is where our codependence rides, as well as our sense of abandonment, any sort of relationships where abandonment was the case. Uh, So that could be like even in the form of adoption, those feelings that you maybe have that you weren't good enough for your first set of parents, right? Or it could also be overdeveloped in that like single child syndrome, that inability to have a relationship with other siblings and or any sort of developmental issues that occur with seclusion or not socializing well. That's all in this second chakra. Also is aging and our attachment to our body. When we reference, oh, I'm just getting old. That all comes out of the second chakra. Our relationship to our own body and our body image. That includes our eating disorders. That includes our aging. Wow. I have never heard that. 
Okay, so with that is also on the flip side, all of our resilience too. So when we come out of relationships stronger and healthier, that's all part of that second chakra as well, right? Being able to keep our home, being able to keep our job, being able to keep our relationships. It's also that power to rebel. Like I'm strong, I'm courageous, I'm gonna just stick up for myself or take chances and trust in the results, trust in yourself. That's all bred out of that second chakra. Personal and professional decision-making comes out of the second chakra. So go entrepreneurs, that's all right there. Uh (laughs) Knowing how to be resolute, how to bounce back after um, big things occur in your life. And then also remembering that power to make decisions, power to choose all comes out of the second chakra. It is your right to choose. And so that's that part of that duality, being able to have choice Mm -hmm. to do it, to not to do it. Knowing right from wrong, that's still in that compass of that duality. But this is also where faith and spirituality start as a seed. And I love to reference what she talks about in the book is that mustard seed. Like Mm -hmm. you think about the story in the Bible of the mustard seed. This is that same thing in the second chakra is that mustard seed that starts and that is what then, you know, blooms into who we are. So it's kind of a cool image. Like if we think about the root chakra being what is rooted down, but really where the seed germinates is in that second chakra, which is why they also bring in sex organs. And you think about that relation between you know, the ovaries or the testes, and that's how that all works out. Mm -hmm. This is also where, like you suggested, all of our creative ideas are bred. And again, just like that same seed mentality, take that idea, bury it in the soil, give it a lot of water and some sunlight, and just watch that idea bloom Mm -hmm. all out of the second chakra. The thing I was going to mention are some foods that you may want to, foods that, because foods can nourish different chakras. And some of the foods that nourish the sacral chakra are orange like sweet potatoes and carrots melons and mangoes pumpkin citrus fruits even because you know the element is water so hydrate with pure filtered water and maybe infuse it with citrus fruits so that's a good way to do that also you can do hip opening stretches to get right down into that sacral chakra and you know it, we mentioned gentle yoga and yin yoga, of course, is gentle, but you, a lot of times in yin, you'll see a lot of hip opening stretches. So yin would be a perfect place to be to help keep that chakra balanced and open. And I don't know, I just, like I said, this, I don't, it sounds silly to have a favorite chakra, but this one's probably my favorite chakra. <laughs> You know, it's, and I do think because of the connection with the self and getting really real with yourself in the sacral chakra, that's, it's a pretty powerful one. I do think so too. I think it's very important, you know, if people do have, like you suggest, a chakra imbalance in the second chakra that they're addressing it, like you suggest, even that lovely meditation or doing hip openers, but also just activating the low core in, you know, even if it's using special isometric holds. And I know of a couple, you know, crunches that we like to do in class that really focuses on the low, low pelvis or like 
if you um, station your legs in like Supta Baddha Konasana and do crunches with the inner thighs open, that's really targeting those low abs, which is going to help to strengthen that second chakra. You know, something that we have not mentioned, because the sacral chakra deals with emotions and intimacy, one other thing that's important that none of us want to do in this world, if you feel unbalanced, you can benefit just from stillness and mindfulness, getting comfortable with that stillness. And that helps you to connect with your emotions and helps you to figure out ways to process them in a healthier way. So, you know, with all of those tools that we've given you, even if you're going, okay, I don't remember anything I said, just sit and be still. And the satnam is easy to do, but just sit and be still and just be with yourself. Right. One of the things that I think we also should mention is everything we've talked about kind of to date was all about activating the second chakra, but what happens if we have an overactive second chakra and what can we do to calm it down is also things like legs up the wall or any sort of restorative. And I think yin kind of covers the second chakra in both directions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of your cure-all for either activating or calming it down. But I do think it's important to reference that we can have a very overactive second chakra, which can also be debilitating in, in its own right in, you know, like you suggest. Um, some addictions and then figuring out how to find good care or if it's in the form of body image issues or eating disorders, like really seeking out care and help so that we can work through calming those addictions and finding ways to work ourselves into a more balanced second chakra. And you know, one thing that I talk about all the time and I didn't even mention it and this it's so important for the chakra is journaling journaling absolutely getting your feelings out there on paper and one thing I think that people need to I mean because we go through different times in our life and we haven't mentioned this yet that some days I mean you know some months maybe you feel pretty balanced in your sacral chakra the next month maybe you're not you know it's a lifelong journey with working with the chakras and if you're working on them in particular it's not going to happen overnight to get them balanced Yeah, absolutely. And with that, you know, when it comes to like hormones and hormone related sort of issues, a lot of that is founded in that second chakra. And so being able to have the medical care you need, you know, and whatever it is that you're working through that you have means of knowledge in terms of feminine issues, gynecological issues, and taking care of that second chakra so that it doesn't get out of hand, kind of out of control too. This is a sidebar. So what about like my daughter's pregnant right now? Mm -hmm. That's where the baby's living, mm-hmm. right on down there in that sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. So how does that affect? Well, it's amazing because during pregnancy, baby re- actually resides between one and four. Mm-hmm. So baby actually resides just above the root chakra. This is why when women are pregnant, they tend to have uh, either constipation or diarrhea because of the pressure that is happening on the colon. Mm -hmm. It's residing obviously in utero at the second chakra. It is fiercely part of the third chakra because of the strength, the stretching and lengthening of the abdominal wall. And sometimes destruction when you get that like deviation at the abdominals. Mm -hmm. And then with that is also that obviously cradled right under the heart chakra. So baby grows between one and four. It's awesome. Cool stuff. Yeah. So it's really kind of fascinating when you think about 
about pregnant women who are cycling their blood through the baby, the baby's blood through them. Like there's this big circle of blood network, right? And our blood increases, mm-hmm. our blood volume increases while pregnant. But then so also is it fantastic to think that all of baby's seven chakras are circulating through your chakras. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I have done Reiki on a couple of pregnant women, and I always think it's fascinating to mm-hmm. get to feel baby's energy mm-hmm. along with mom's energy during the session. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, sacral chakra is the bomb. So go check it out and let us know if you have any other questions about the sacral chakra and, or if you have any input that we didn't share, let us know. Absolutely. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.